The Adam Crowley Show. Are you putting me in a position to pull a Phil Kessel or something like that right now? Is that what you're saying? I think you did pull a Phil Kessel, and now we're calling you on it like we're calling Dunlap, baby. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, am I on the air right now? Yeah, you're on the air. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. The NFL wants to go 18 games. I think it's bad. Steve, what do you think? I think you're uh, spot on. Yeah! Oh, yeah, I think you like that. I know your ego needs a little grooming there on that, right? Um, hey, hey, sorry. Um, no, you're, you're right, though, because the delusion of it by adding more games. Yeah, you, you know, uh, let me say this. You're right. You are right. Yeah! No. There we go. There we go. No, uh, you got it. There's no way you add more games. Like I said, player safety games become less important. Um, it, it just it just doesn't make sense. Obviously, the money is going to win overall. Absolutely, it always uh, does, people, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, and that's why we. I mean, that's why anybody works, right? I mean, why the heck would you work otherwise? But um, two, but uh, keep toting that uh, that stance for the rest of us. You know that agree with you. You know you got the voice out there. Woo! Um, maybe someone will listen. Who knows? We got a couple of people that listen to this show, right? One so, or two. Uh, yeah. Um, also, uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, and this goes for overall contracts. I never really knew how this worked because there's so much going on in it. Uh, guaranteed money. Does that count against the cap um, yes. 100%? Or? Yes. So the, okay. the way it works out, and I appreciate the call, Steve. we got to move on because i got Thank you. Craig Wolfley in a few moments. Uh, yes, it would. Um, now, if they convert it to signing bonus, then no. Um, but the way I understand it is it's going to count $33 million a year against the cap. I could be wrong, though. I'm not a math guy. I went to West Virginia. Well, let's go to Devin before we hit another non-math guy and Craig Wolfley. What's up, Devin? Hey, man. You know, it's so blatant that it's just a cash grab that it's unreal. When Jerry Jones, we couldn't believe anything that comes out of his mouth. Can we just be honest? Be I just wish they were honest. I just wish he said, I want cash. I know. It's ridiculous, man. You know it's just about you could charge more for two more games. Exactly, and that's and that's all it is. And I think most people are reasonable enough and smart enough to be able to see through it. Uh, I so. I would I would much rather have tonight's crappy game, and it's going to be crappy, than an 18th game and watch players get hurt and not think the regular season matters as much. 18 games would suck. It would suck. Thanks, Devin. Woo! I'm always right. Two for two. Those are our only two listeners. Craig Wolfley now joins us on the program. I haven't talked to Wolf on the show in a long time. Wolf, thanks for taking the time, buddy. I, it's, it's been a while, Brother Adam. Yes, it has, my friend. So how are you? I am fine. Doing very well. Doing okay. Uh, we used to do Tunchless Tuesdays back in the day, and now it's a uh, Tunchless Wednesday for like 15 minutes. How's that sound? Well, it's 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 even a, a whole week full of uh, uh, touchless, uh, uh, you know, for you, my brother. You got yourself a great show, and you're doing great. Appreciate that, buddy. Uh, Wolf, there's some stuff Jerry Jones has been saying about the league moving to an 18 game schedule uh, in the future. Before we get to any of that, though, Ben Roethlisberger said the other day that James Conner deserves carries when Le'Veon Bell comes back. How do you feel about that? Well, um, you know, I, you you deserve as as you're needed. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's really about it. Yes, he's he's earned the right. He's he deserves all the those things are good. But if Le'Veon Bell comes back and on the first play from scrimmage against Cleveland he goes yard, 
Um, <laughs> is anybody going to sit there and go, James, come on, it's your turn now, other than Le'Veon, who might be a little tight. Um, you know, the fact is um, Le'Veon is still that back. He's that guy. Now, having said all that, I am not at all worried about putting James in and had James having some, um, you know, some carries, touches on that first game. Look, last uh, was it last year in the opener? Led what rushed ten for thirty-two and three for fifteen on the receptions. Uh, you know, if if James has to come on and take a, a greater share, that's that's fine by me. Look, you know, I, I love what James has done, and I think he's come a long, long ways. Um, but Levian, Lev Bell is still Lev Bell. So while you got him, you got to use him. But I will also say this: I'm not near as concerned about how what kind of shape he is in now as I was last year, because uh, I think James really represents a great alternative to Lev. One of the things people have been saying about Le'Veon Bell is that the yards per carry weren't great last year, and he wasn't as efficient as he's been in the past in terms of racking up yards, and that he doesn't necessarily make the big play, that 30-yard run the way that maybe you'd like to see. How important is that really, though? I, I think you can affect games still and be a big reason why you win, even if you're not breaking off a 30-yard run every game. Well, there's no question that he's still effective. Yeah, his his average yards rushing per carry dipped to four, and uh, I think his longest run was like 27 yards, something of that nature. Some of this could be also the fact that the, you know defenses are a little more hip to trying to you know picket fence him, whatever terminology you want to use, not firing into gaps so fast to uh, uh, to be able to get your run down fits is is with other backs. Those types of things might be. Part of the, the equation, too. Look, all I know is this cat still came out, and then uh, what was it, his fourth game, rushed for 144 yards in his fifth game, though he didn't look like the, the dude that uh, we all love to see out there. Uh, in the fourth game, in the fifth game against Kansas City, he rocked it, and, and he was Lev Bell. And so um, the fact is he's still capable of flipping the field in a, in a very extraordinary way. Now, is it diminishing? See, that's the hard part. You're Kevin Colbert. You're Mike Tomlin. You got to look and see. This 400 carries, another 400 carry season. You know, might might be all that that body is able to carry. I don't know. You know, those types of things are made by people with a whole lot more RPMs up in their noggin than me. <laughs> but the fact is, you know, this guy is still dangerous. You know that if you don't wrap up, if you don't have a whole posse coming out to tackle him and everybody getting in on it, that you've got issues if you don't, the first guy doesn't bring him down. So, you know, he's still a dangerous threat. Regardless, he's not quite the home run threat that he once was. He's still very dangerous and flipping the field. You all know the voice. He's Craig Wolfley joining us here on the Crowley Show. I feel a lot better about James Conner now than I did last year, and that's not to say he didn't do some nice things last year before he got hurt. Do you think he could eventually be a guy who could get the majority of carries in this league, Craig? There's no question. I think he can be a, uh, you know, a premier back in the sense of uh, he can be a starter. Um, you know, the, not not all starters. Randy Feetner said it best. Not everybody's capable of doing the things that Lev does so uniquely. So, I mean, the guy is a talent. He is unique the way he does things. Um, you look at the, you know, I've said it before. Uh, Lev Bell did for the running game what Dick Fosbury did for the high jump. You know, the Fosbury flop. He was the first guy to go over backwards over the high jump bar and led with his unique running capability of playing peekaboo and hopscotch on the way to the hole. 
uh, that's it's so different than what was taught. I mean, in my day, Chuck Noll, I can hear it still ringing in my head. Don't slow down when you hit the hole, <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, for James Conner, he is that, that guy that could have played with Chuck Noll. He is that guy who would have played and excelled in the trapping game. He's a guy in this outside zone running scheme that can use that to his advantage. He's got strength. He can run over people. He's shown that he's got the zig and the zag, as Myron Cope used to say. And he's got a pretty good stiff arm as well. He's in great condition. So, yeah, I think he can be uh, a starter, no question. Wolf, the Steelers' swing tackle now is Chooksakorafor after it having been uh, Chris Hubbard last year, a veteran uh, who did a very nice job. What have you seen out of Chooks? Do you think he can be up to that task this year? Uh, Chooks is, he's, you know, he is the proverbial um, potter's clay. You know, I mean, he is, he's being molded in the way Mike Munchak loves to mold guys. He does such a great job of teaching them the individual skills that you need and adding them to the toolkit and putting out a premier offensive lineman at some point. Now, having said all that, Chooks has got some great feet. He's got some great strength and, you know, we've got the, there's, there's a couple of Ilkin rules and one of the Ilkin rules that we came up with, uh, was rule number two. And that is if you can win a one on one against a good player and do that without any technique whatsoever, you got a chance to be a player. And that's one of the things he does. You know, you see him one on one drills. Um, there's not really a whole lot of recognizable great technique involved, but at the end of the rush, he's usually standing and doing a pretty good job against the guy. So that's what we've seen from Chooks. He's an athlete. He's big. He's strong. And I look to what he's going to do in the future. Having said all that, the bringing in the man mountain Zach Banner um, has been very interesting. You know, Zach has got his weight under control. And uh, he came out. And, and last week, I got to tell you, there were some Tennessee Titans that got driven into the ground like a stake peg in a, in a circus, you know, putting up the tents. Ged Zooks, I'm telling you. He um, he did a, uh, a snogulation on a guy who did a fine job of finishing him off with the coup de gras. When you, you, and back in the day, when you finished off a guy, you threw him down, and then you drilled him, you gored him. It was a way of letting him know, hey, look, it, I'm here all day, and this is the way it's going to be. And Zach did that. And, uh, you know, this guy, Zach Banner, may be an answer, and you may see eight, nine, uh, nine linemen staying in, in, after, in the 53. Craig Wolfley joining us here on the Crowley Show. What's the fourth preseason game mean now? What does it mean for this club? Who are some players who you're looking to watch tomorrow to see if they might be able to snag one of the final roster spots or even a practice squad spot? Well, there's no question. Everybody, and the first thing you got to remember is everybody is putting out um, a resume. You know, if you're not here... In Pittsburgh, you could be there, say, in Cleveland or there in Dallas or there in San Francisco because you, what you do tomorrow night is not only going to be viewed by uh, the Pittsburgh coaches but everybody else in the league because you never know when that opportunity is going to arise. So there's people that are, you know, they're, they're looking out there, you know. I mean, a guy, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of um, some of the guys that I think you, you got to look at and, and you look at um, – Oh, let's get Damon Patterson. That's what I was trying to figure out. Damon Patterson flashed early in the preseason. We, you know, you see a little bit less each week, and you you look and you go, ah, he he looks like he's got something. He he likes to block from his good pass patterns, but I don't know. And then you hear Mike Tomlin talk about 
putting on a film in 2010 of Antonio Brown as a gunner in the fourth preseason game. You know, those are the type of things, jobs are won or lost. Two or three are going to be won or lost tomorrow night. A guy like Marcus Allen, okay, the safety, he's, things are stacked against him. There's, there's been some good stuff going on, uh, you know, with the safeties and getting some good work done. He's not really had the opportunity because of injuries to be able to show what he can do. So those are some guys that you look at and you go, now what, what's going to happen with them? You don't know. You know, can you get a guy through? Uh, you got yourself in the running backs. You got Lev Bell coming in. I'm sure, uh, hopefully he's coming in Labor Day. You never know. Uh, right now it seems to be raging back and forth. Right. <laughs> uh, but you got the James, you got Rosie Nix. I thought Fitz Toussaint has, uh, looked so very good throughout camp. And all of a sudden Jalen Samuels comes up and has a uh, pretty good game against Tennessee. Now I would think Jalen's got to be one of those guys that You've got to duplicate that effort, and then something good might happen. But if you don't, then then that could be a little tough. You know, Josh Dobbs, we've heard the four quarterbacks, and more often do you keep two quarterbacks than four? Yeah, you got you. But Josh Josh Dobbs has done a a fine job in in, in preseason. And what's going to happen with him? So you just got a host of guys that you think, well, you know, maybe this guy can flash. How about Ola O'Day? You know what I mean? You look at the Keon Adams. They, these guys, uh, the, they're, they're very unique. Ola is one of those unique guys. You think if you could get him on a James Harrison-like weightlifting program and uh, stash him on the, you know, on, on the practice squad for a couple of years, you might have a, you know, a, another mini James Harrison. So um, there, there's some guys that you know you got to look at. Matt Thomas, he needs another big, big game coming up. But he had a big game against Tennessee. So. He, he's one of those guys you think, uh, you know, you'd like to see him duplicate the effort from last week. Wolf, last thing for you, it's a two-parter. Jerry Jones says he wants to see the NFL go to 18 games. Obviously, there's a lot of money reasons why there. Right. He also says he'd like to see the preseason get reduced to two games. Some have said that they'd like to see the preseason get reduced to zero. What do you think about both those things? Um, you know, the preseason, look, you you got to have a, a chance for guys to – show what they can do you know i mean I, it's really tough because you know with with the lack of training camp time the lack of two days i mean guys like jerry osavsky jerry jerry made the steelers because he was a tough son of a pup who showed up twice a day every day and and went to work and when others were falling he was standing at the end of the day and and those type of guys they, they don't have that chance uh, near as much, um, you know. I, I think I, I'm a believer in preseason for young guys. That's their. That's some of those guys. That's where those guys shine. That's where they grow. Now, if you want to reduce it to two or, or, or three games, I get it. But adding two more regular season games, you know, everybody says, well, you, you take away two preseason and you add two onto the regular season. I, I know I flunked math twice, but where does that save reps on your body? Right. It doesn't. You know, absolutely not. Uh, it's <laughs> you know. So you got, you're going to have to take me through that one real slow and show me that one because I, I don't get it. And so for me, I think you've got to at least retain a couple weeks of preseason so that you have that opportunity as a young guy to, number one, show what you can do, and number two, in the second year, when the second year jump comes around, if you're not able to show it in two weeks, wow. You know what I mean? That's a limited time to show that you've made that jump, so to speak. So 
it, it gets tougher for the young guys. Wolf, really appreciate the time, man, as always. Thanks a lot for coming on. Always a pleasure, brother. You take care. I will take care. Tonight, Steelers preseason game number four. Mike Pursuta, Bob Labriola, Jerry Dulac gets up with the pregame show. Coming up in 14 minutes right here on ESPN Pittsburgh. It's time for the hottest take of the day. Tony Romo says that CBS Sports doesn't want him guessing about plays anymore, predicting the next play. And I got to say, CBS has done two things the last couple of days, only one of which has me scratching my head. CBS says that they're not going to talk about gambling. They're not going to talk about the point spreads on game broadcasts. I think that's ridiculous. I think that makes it not only more interesting for the gamblers, but for the non-gamblers who want to see if the gamblers are losing money. It makes the game more interesting for everyone. As for the Romo thing, I'm all about making him stop that nonsense. People said, oh, look how smart he is. He guessed right like half the time. I didn't think that was the redeeming quality for Tony Romo. I thought the best thing he did was his candid breaking down of the games from the perspective of somebody who just got out of the league. But the guessing nonsense? Ah, didn't do it for me. CBS, one for two, 500, probably like the Cincinnati Bengals wind up at the end of the year. That's the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. It's been 619 days since Pitt Basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Tonight's third star of the show, player safety. I wish they just put their cards out on the table. I wish Jerry Jones would say, we want the cash. We want that straight cash, homie. We want the extra home game. Give it to me. Give me the regular season home game. But instead he says, oh, it's better for player safety. It's not. If I drive my car... Into a wall 16 times. That sucks. It sucks a little bit more if I do it 18 times. Tonight, second star of the show, Jimmy Clausen. How much did you look into the Carolina Panthers for this one, buddy? (laughs) If I told you zero minutes, uh, how would you feel about that? I started this show saying Josh Dobbs is starting a quarterback for the Steelers, and I have no idea who's going to start a quarterback for the Panthers because I didn't even look at their roster. Although it's now coming back. To, is it Jimmy Clausen? Is that a possibility? Is he still a Panther? Oh, man. I, I, Jimmy Clausen is out of the NFL, but do you know why I remember <laughs> him? And today's first star of the show, finishing guys off. He um he did a, uh, a smogulation on a guy who did a fine job of finishing him off with the coup de gras. When you, you, and back in the day, when you finished off a guy, you threw him down, and then you drilled him, you gored him. <laughs> it was a way of letting him know, hey, look, it, I'm here all day. Who let the dogs out? Show's over. Get the hell out. Just kidding. Stick around. Mike Pursuta, Bob Labriola, and Jerry Dulac coming up for the Steelers Network pregame show out of the postgame with 
My buddy Matt Williamson, probably till the wee hours of the morning, 2 a.m., we're thinking we're going tonight. Just saw this pop up on Twitter. Prince Harry, the guy who married Meghan Markle, when he was 18 years old, he had a Halle Berry poster in his room. Uh huh. Uh huh. Seems like that guy's got a type, doesn't he? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. American women. Yes. Yeah, of course. Totally into Americans. See you tomorrow. We'll gamble.